Good day to you. Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. It is requiring much of us studying to show ourselves approved. Walking out the works of the Messiah in this flesh and bone body, fueled by the Spirit of God, enabled by the Messiah to do what He did and even greater things. Our life's purpose is embodied in the call to follow the path of Yeshua Messiah. It is our reason for existence. It is why we yet remain. I say this with great regularity. The reason we're not sucked out of the earth, raptured at our point of regeneration, is so that we can perpetually keep the kingdom on this earth, housed in bodies of flesh. Redeemed mankind, <laughs> through, the, through the awesome supernatural work of the God-man, we have been enabled to perpetuate the kingdom of God and reinstate what was forsaken in the original intent of the heart of Creator to what? To rule and reign this natural earth in dominion, Lord over this earth, under the headship and lordship of the one King, of Creator Yahweh, the one true God, the Elohim of Elohims. We carry out His governmental authority on the earth, ruling and reigning over this earth, and the principalities and powers of the air, which now for this continuing moment in the timeline of history have been given authority here in measure. This is their domain. They rule and they reign. They were given the authority that was handed to man by man. Go back and listen to the series I did last year, early last year, about the, the what is man reality. The order of humanity and those in God now, the people of God now, and the call for us to labor into establishing His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We have been left here for a great, great, great purpose. We are in no way just eking out an existence of being Christian Americans. That's a despicable goal. I mean, seriously, that is... That's an embarrassing goal if, in fact, that's all we're aiming for is to be moral Christian Americans. That's in no way fulfilling the reason why Yeshua came and purchased all of humanity. Well, one of the ways we do this is we walk as spiritual men. Before I get into that, let me just thank everybody for listening. I did want to make sure I referenced this this morning. Listen, we're, we're at a point again where I could really use some help. I'm just going to be honest. And again, I, the only reason I say this is because unless people know that there's a need, how can anyone else meet that need? Until a brother tells me, you know what? I can't pay my bills. Until he just in honesty says that, 
that I don't know of an opportunity for me to insert myself to be of an act, of an actual literal help to that brother until a sister comes to my wife or to me or to anyone else and says, "You know what? I'm really struggling right now. My house is out of order. I'm really wrestling with with being overwhelmed. I don't know what to do." Then, and only then, because of the willingness to say something and put anything out in the open, only then can someone come and help that sister, encourage her, lift her up, remind her of what is true. And so, friends, I'm just saying, like, I'm just being honest. I could use some help with this podcast. I could use some help financially with promotions, with advertising. I believe to the utmost that this this message is saying something that has got to be heard in this hour. I know for certain there is a calling upon it. I know for certain. As much as I know anything, I know that this is a message that is declaring what the Spirit is saying in this hour. I know that. I am fully convinced of that. I'm giving myself to study and, and, and recording and writing more than I've ever done in my 46 years of life. I wish I could do it all the time. I wish it could be all that I do. Because of the status of my business that I started all the way back in 1996, it's never been at a less profitable condition and state than it is today. I'm just being honest. It's never been at a place of provision (laughs) where it is today. It's just not doing much. And so in that, I, I give myself in faith to ask the Lord, okay, well, what am I to do, God? Well, right now, I know I'm to continue this with greater effort, more time of study, more time of preparation, more specific times of teaching literal, literally like just biblical truth. If you've noticed, that's kind of where this has been headed the last 30 days, is less just mere commentary and more teaching type stuff. I have probably 50 pages of three different teachings right now that is just ready for me to finish and, and get on here in a lengthy series form. I would love for this to be what I do. I would love to travel and speak. I've thrown this out here once before. I have such a desire to go to the church. To go and say, this is just my vantage point. I don't have solutions in their entirety. I don't have a book written that shows you five Steps to spiritual success and church growth, that's not my calling. But I do, I do believe that, that the Father has deposited something of great value into me that I rightly hold in humility. It's not mine. It's not my own. But I do want to be a vessel that declares it and announces it to any ear that would hear it and listen. I believe it's time for the rightful prophecy of the Word of God through His prophets to come back to the church in a rightful, ordered 
submitted, yielded way that's not just bent towards the favor and blessing of every man who hears it. I believe there's correction that needs to come to the, to the church. Correction just in the sense of asking questions, submitting questions and saying, do we know why we're doing what we're doing? And is anyone willing to step back and look at the failings of the church corporate at large? Like that Relationally Challenged series I did. Um, I believe early January, mid-January. There are some things the church, the, the, the corporate assembly has got to look at and they've got to listen. They've got to listen with ears willing to hear some harsh correction towards how I say from my perspective, it's my perspective, and then the fruit that I see that we're just failing. We're relationally failing one another. Because of the confines and patterns and demands of life. I believe that God has taught us a lesson over the last five years of the value of the body life and the normal functions of life being absolutely intertwined and always engaged with one another and no separation. The, the home family and the church family actually being integrated and absolutely interwoven together, I believe, is a necessity for the days ahead. No, dis, no division, no separation of like my home life and my church life. <laughs> they should, in fact, be synonymous. And so I just put out there again, why? Well, just to make it known, like... like I have, I have said many times myself, I just wish somebody was out there who wanted to do XXX. Spiritual fathers, leaders, humble servant leaders who are hearing and receiving the oracles of God and have something to say to me that I don't yet know. I'm saying clearly with, with humble confidence, I feel like I am possessing something that other people are, are lacking and looking for. I believe there are men out there that are that role for me, spiritual fathers, who are humbly seeking the face of God and are willing to absolutely abandon their own life to teach and train others to do likewise. I want to do that and I want to find that. Where the comforts and pleasures and patterns of of life don't push out the corporate familial body of Christ. It's very challenging. It's very hard. And oh man, is it demanding. It demands everything. It, it, it demands we lose our individuality and our, and our self-focus living. It has to. But it's, a, it's an endeavor. It, it is a journey that I think would do us well to get on. So again, just to be crystal clear, if you want someone like that to come to your home, to come to your fellowship, to come to your church, I want to do that. I desire an audience who wants to hear what God might say. I'm reminded of Philip 
and the Ethiopian eunuch. It's always these stories are always at the forefront of my prayer time, of my time when I'm gathering with with other people. It's just always front and center. The intersection of supernatural spiritual um, ways and functions. Peter and Cornelius. Like, I, I feel that in my bones. The, the supernatural intersection life. I started saying that about a year ago when I felt some shifts in the seasons of our life towards the going out and the, and the looking and the listening. I want to be. I want to be Peter. I want to be on the roof pop, rooftop communing with my father and receiving a vision going into a trance even where the spirit of the Lord declares something to me and I go and I may not need to know clear direction we always want disclosure I teach on this all the time I did messages on that last year about how we need clarity oh God give us clarity and the Lord corrected me and said son you don't need clarity you need instruction and you need to just simply be obedient. I don't give clarity to my people. I entrust what I choose to entrust and then you move in faith. So I don't need clarity. I'm just putting myself out there to, to present an opportunity for an intersection. I want to come to where you are. I want to come to your church and speak in humility with prayer and fasting and an expectation and faith that's a gift from God. If you know what? I believe Messiah wants to show up here tonight because he's in me and I have a living testimony and I'm covered in the blood of the slain lamb. And you know what? We are meant to be overcomers. There's much to say. There's much to do. There's much to receive and there's much to give. So friends, would you consider the outlandish proposal of us coming to where you are? And would you consider helping us accomplish this goal of advancing the word of the Lord? Advancing the word of the Lord in this broadcast, in this podcast. Because the reality is it takes money, it takes time, it takes effort for anything to go out. It does. It does not just happen. So just a point of consideration is all I'm presenting. This morning I'm just thinking about revelation. When the Spirit is speaking to the churches, and we know when, when all of the messages are going out to the, to the specific churches, whether it be Laodicea or any others that are explained in the Scriptures about this is what the angel is saying. This is what the Spirit's saying to the angels at. That alone is an interesting premise, isn't it? But in our family teaching this morning, it just, it just became highlighted on our, on our whiteboard. The very, few, very first letters of these verses that are throughout the messages going out to the churches. And it starts out, and we all know it, right? Everybody knows this. Again, if you've been in 
Christianity for very long at all, you know that the, the Bible culminates in Revelation. The revelation of John taken up to the highest heavens and he sees all these ongoings in the heavenlies of things that are prophesied to yet come before us. I often think with just such jealousy, oh God, what, what in the world would that have been like? Well, I'm just being honest. I believe that's for us. I have an expectancy of those types of encounters. I've had many, man, supernatural, otherworldly, heaven meeting the earth encounters in my natural body, visions. I would say trances according to the scriptural understanding. Not according to modern day hype church who just wants to get blasted and fall on the floor. Now I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about me communing for hours and hours in one day at a time before the Creator, where you know what? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That was nearing 15 years ago, and I still struggle to find words to explain the outset of my regeneration. In the account, the encounter, the encounters that I had with the Father. Things that I I have to I I kind of parse out in little bites to, to only specific people because I don't want to run people off because they think I'm crazy. But I mean legit experiential encounters with the living God. Indisputable. I believe that's for us. I believe that should be normal. I believe that should be the average Christian life. Experiential encounters with the living God. That was not merely for the prophets. That wasn't merely for Elijah or for Moses or for Israel. The only problem, I believe, is we've forgotten and forsaken that that is for us here and now. And in our ignorance, we just settle for a mundane Christian America understanding of distance. A distant God. A disconnected God. Friends, He has not changed. He's not changed. I believe people in other countries, when you read about the encounters, the supernatural encounters people are having with God, I believe that stuff's 100% legitimate. I think we don't see it here because we're too realist. We're too, we would say, realistic. Our expectations really stink here in America. We have lowered the expectations of encountering God to singing four hymns, sitting down, standing up, singing one more hymn, listening to a message and being home by 1230 or being to the buffet by 1215. Our goals really stink, friend, to the church at large. Encountering God is predictable. Or, often cases in this generation, it's very manufactured. Many ministries brag that they have come up with a formula to, quote, usher in the presence of God. Certain songs, certain emotional swings to, quote, move people into the presence. Oh, man. This stuff concerns me. Again, here we are. 
extremes. Number one, God doesn't do that anymore. Or number two, we know how to bring him down. Oh boy. Both are arrogance and pride and like we need to really repent and turn from our wicked ways. We need to approach God. How? Well, we've been given parameters. We've been given how. We've been shown how throughout the timeline of humanity and how God deals with man, how to approach him and know him. How to love him and love others by keeping his ways, by walking in his ways. (laughs) Ones who know him as he is and approach him according to his parameters and expectations and demands are the people who know him and are the people he reveals himself to in Messiah, in Yeshua, empowered by the Spirit within them. But this morning I was looking at the very first part primarily in Revelation all throughout the text. It says, let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches in this hour. Well, let's look at that very first part, shall we? Let him who has an ear. I always like in in any time I talk, I like to point out blatant, obvious things that I think a lot of times we just overlook because in our pride and arrogance, we think we already know how to do things. We're like stubborn children. Oh, I already know how to do that. I don't, I don't need your instruction. I know, I know the pattern. Okay. I already know, but friends, we often have no clue. We often just have no idea and we need to walk as obedient sons willing to be taught and trained because that scripture starts out, all of those verses that say that exact phrase starts out with, let he who has an ear. Well, first and foremost, let's stop there and just talk mere moments about, are we sure that we have an ear? Are we sure that you have an, are you sure, friend, that you have in fact been given an ear that is even capable of hearing? We're told that the message of the gospel, the, the truth of God's word is, is foolishness to men who are natural and carnal and driven by and within the patterns of the world. So first and foremost, if our life, if we could lay out the attributes of our life on a table and they could be picked apart, if you will, and put on a scale, kingdoms of the world, kingdom of God, Domain of darkness attributes and, and kingdom of light, kingdom of the sun, and, and you, you took those out and you put them on the appropriate scale. Friend, which, which way would it land for you? Which way would it land for me? Which is going to win out? Because we have to be careful that it's at least possible that we have not even been given an ear to hear. If our ear is tuned to the, to the broadcast of this age, friends, we will not hear what the Spirit's saying. If you're listening to the news, and if you're listening to whatever is on the dial of your radio, if you're listening to what is in the airwaves of this world, 
I'm just not sure how in the world we're going to hear what the Spirit's saying. I'm not sure we'll have a spiritual ear. If we're walking according to what our natural man hears, the natural tendencies, if in fact we're, we're born again, born of the water and born of the Spirit, if that really is us, we still can choose what we listen to. We can still choose which ear we walk according to. We have freedom, you know. We all have freedom. Right now, I could do whatever I decide to do. Whatever, I, whatever ear I choose to listen to, I can walk accordingly in Messiah. As one who loves his law, as one who strives to keep the demands of God as perfect creator, father, and Lord and King of my life, I still have a will. And that will can go whatever direction I choose, <laughs> literally. And we have to walk as mature sons who remember that, constantly tuning our ear to what the Spirit is saying, to having an ear, an ear that is on and like turned like a, like a satellite dish towards a certain location in space, certain coordinates have got to be established to be assured that my ear is one that is tuned to hearing what the Spirit is saying. Let's bring this to a close in summary. I believe a lot of, a lot of Christians, a lot of the people of God, just kind of casually walk, assuming that they will just hear what the Spirit's saying. In other words, let's say practically speaking. Well, if God wants me to do that, if He wants me to do this, He'll tell me. He's, quote, Lord of my life, you know. If He wants me to do that, do this, go here, go there, He'll tell me. Okay, that's fine, and that's right. I understand that. I'm not here to debate that issue. But the question is, to what measure are you giving him an ear to hear what the Spirit's declaring? To what increment? I'm always doing this. This is how I run my life, and so this is just how I think. Create a pie chart of listening, of what you're ingesting, of what you are hearing by choice. Create a pie chart that says, hearing. And you, in your own mind, in your own imagination, assess your life in just a couple of moments here. What sources are you giving an ear to? What is your source? How do you hear what the Spirit is saying? And to what increment is winning out? What increment are you listening to? according to spiritual versus natural. We need to know these things. We need to sit back and assess our life and say, with just humility now, I'm not afraid to ask the I'm, I'm not afraid to ask my father to search me and show where I am not turning my ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. 
I need to be sure daily, moment by moment, do I have an ear to hear? Because obviously the Spirit is doing its part. The Spirit is doing its part in declaring what is in the heavenlies. The oracles of God are going out. That is without any question. Part of what the scripture tells us is where in the world are the people who will speak the oracles of God on the earth? We've reached an age where I would say much of the prophecy of God is just, it's just not being heard. And what happens, y'all? And Okay, we've got to close the door, I realize. We're told in Ezra that God, Yahweh does nothing without first declaring it to his people. I think it's Ezra. He doesn't do anything without declaring it through his prophets. All right, so man, let me just put this out there. This is just a question I submit. Could it be that the oracles of God are lacking on the earth? Not because in any way God is not speaking clearly, but there's no prophets with an ear to hear. Where are the ears to hear? Where are the ears to hear? Friends, can I just ask you a question? Like if I was sitting at a table across from you at a coffee shop, I would just look at you with, with, with eyes of concern. That I look at in the mirror every morning. And I would just calmly put a challenge out on the table before you and say, Friend, are you absolutely sure you have an ear? Are you absolutely unequivocally sure that you have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. All of the prophecies we know of the last age, I believe we're coming up to them. I believe we're there. That's why I think all the things we're told about the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers and the the word of the Lord coming... the Spirit being poured out upon all flesh, I think the prophets have got to get in line. I think the prophets have to take their proper place. They have to take their seat. They have to take their function. But it starts with us even having, possessing an ear that is capable of hearing. So friends, be encouraged. Just imagine that. There is... There is a word of the eternal God that longs to be released into this natural realm, earth. And you have been given the opportunity to be that mouthpiece. Do you understand that? That blows my mind. Don't rationalize it away and say, well, that just doesn't make sense. God doesn't need me. Friends, you're, you're, you're coming against scriptural principles if that's what you give yourself to believe. If you remove yourself from the responsibility of declaring the oracles of God because you see all of your issues, flaws, weaknesses, you miss the point. (laughs) That's the beauty of the gift of the Creator is He, for whatever reason now, He receives glory from His handiwork declaring His Word. And so let's be a people who do that. 
So friends, today, stop everything you're doing and ask the question, do I have an ear to hear? Visit pathtozion.com. Email us. Talk to us. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know something you're wondering you don't understand, something you understand that you've heard me explain and I don't yet understand it. Help us out. Let's be the body together. Let's submit ourselves one to another. There's no fear in that. We have one head. We're just mere parts performing functions on behalf of the head. Email us at pathdesignpodcast at gmail.com. Again, please consider helping us in some form or fashion. I need help. I'm just being honest. I need some, I need some oomph behind this machine. <laughs> Why? To declare the glory of God on the earth, man. For people to receive the oracles of God because we want to be people who have ears to hear. Amen.